Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I am Michael. We're back for another week of Nintendo Podcasts. If you found our podcast on a podcast app, you did a lot of scrolling. (laughs) (laughs) Had a whole conversation about where we show up, especially on Apple and trying to figure out how we can move up a little further on their uh on their search window so it's a mystery it's a mystery over there in <laughs> apple with whatever they got going on yeah well if you did find us hi <laughs> hello we we hello. run a weekly <laughs> weekly podcast 153 of them to be specific um yeah. going strong not, not like those other podcasts that do two 12 minute episodes and never go back but yet rank yeah. number two mm. very interesting <laughs> um who knows but you yeah, know we you know i always say you know, you watch YouTube videos and people are always like subscribe and ding the notification bell and comment and like and do all these things. And YouTube puts all those things into a, I call it a YouTube algorithm of of, of goodness and um, or destruction, who knows, and, and mm. it figures it out. But I, I, I don't think any of the podcast apps have really meshed that together. Haven't nailed that, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. mm. you would think that, OK, at least subscribers, you could rank, make at least the more popular ones more popular. But then that's kind of unfair to new podcasts. How do they rank up? And w- you want some like consistency versus um, comments versus uh, likes and like there's no but none of those apps have that. Right. Uh, ideally, yeah. if you were in a podcast app right now, you could say like plus like like it. Right. I don't know. I'm interested. If the, if someone is using a podcast app, you're like, wow, like this actually has great discovery. That would be super fascinating to know. I use yeah. Pocket Casts. I don't know what you guys use. Yeah, just Apple Podcasts. Just but Apple, as we already yeah. know from that, we can't find anything on there half the time. I can't even find ours yeah. us on there half the time when I'm looking. Very disheartening. But we love all of you for being here. We got some news. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, we do. Now, Christina, I thought you had a story you wanted to tell. or Oh, I had a very real um, Breath of the Wild trying to tame a horse situation this morning. Um, And uh, yeah, so it was the first day we were all outside. So we are not in the indoor arena anymore, which is great for my sinuses and my allergies. So I'm not breathing in all that dust anymore. I can actually breathe the nice fresh air. But it's a really weird change for the horses to get used to because there's so much more things to like stimulate them and like to grab their attention. Not only that, but very recently, um, a a horse had to be put down. So all their moods are kind of like weird. And then there's one horse, Jill, who has separation anxiety. So as soon as you take one horse away from her pen and if she's by herself, she starts freaking out. And of course, I'm riding and Jill, the horse that freaks out, starts running back and forth in her pen. It was like, it was weird. I've never seen a horse act like this. And it was actually kind of scary because they're big creatures. They're very powerful. So when they're unruly and running back and forth and making all these crazy noises, it's like, how do you control that? You don't. (laughs) So I'm like trying to keep Hugo, the horse I ride, like kind of chill and like taking it easy, trying not to like kick him around too much. Um... And then my instructor gets Jill, brings her into the area we're practicing in just to like make her feel like she's not alone. And so something I learned today is Hugo does not like other horses. Mm. <laughs> he's very angry and mean to other horses. Uh, he's he's a lone wolf. He, he'd be a good match with the, the lone ranger, if you will. Um, <laughs> and so as I'm trying to ride, Hugo is like, 
giving Jill, the other horse, like dirty looks. His ears are going to the sides of his head. Like he just does not like Jill being there. And um, the the lesson was going great. You know, it was like the last time I was outside, it was like a totally different experience. And now I can actually ride him and he listens and it's awesome. And it was going so well. And then we're trying to like make the circle that we're riding in a little bigger. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, he just unpredictably like, starts kicking around and like kind of to the point where it's causing me to lose balance. And like he just freaks out. And luckily, like I was able to get him to calm down before he like kicked me off. And then shortly after that, I learned that in the lesson before me, he did buck off the last rider. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't really know that before getting on the horse because I would have like been really nervous the whole time. And of course, after he got freaked out, I got a little nervous, but like we worked it out. It was fine. And then he kind of had a mini freak out too. We were like running and we passed Jill, the other horse, and then he kind of like tripped over his feet a little bit, but it like startled him because he did it and it was just like a really weird situation again and when you're on top of something on a very small saddle if you lose your balance you're gonna fall off the horse so it was a very um i was very proud of myself for how i handled it and it made me think of when you have to tame the horse in breath of the wild so it was it was an interesting experience but that was how my morning went <laughs> nice yeah that's pretty yeah. <laughs> scary <clears throat> yeah it sounds but like you did told- a good job with what you handled then Yeah, I was very proud of myself because I know I'm the type of person that when I get shaken up and I get nervous, like it's really hard for me to not be nervous and to calm down. And I think I handled it super, super well. Um, Which I'm also sure the horse would have picked up on if if you were now nervous. Yeah, I was being a little more gentle with him afterwards and like... I, w- I was a little nervous to like get him to go into a trot again because I didn't want him to freak out on me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think my instructor, Amanda, sensed that too. And she's like, it's okay. Get after him. If he freaks out again, you just pull on the reins and you try to settle him down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm proud of myself. It, I, I, would, I will say that um, I have a lot more respect for Hugo now just because like I feel like, you know, he doesn't like other horses. I don't like other people. We, you know, we're on the same page. I get it. I get it, buddy. So, um, but no, he did, he did pretty good considering, um, and I did pretty good. So it was a good lesson. Nice. Good life lesson too. I would say if anything, that was to the fault of the instructor. They should know, you know, they should know Hugo's mentality and have not brought that other horse in there. Before that, um, Hugo was acting like for the first, for the three quarters of the lesson, he was being great. And then he just, he'll just snap. He'll just do weird things like that Mm. once in a while. And also too, because he was outside for the first time in a while, they were all very like uppity and like hyper and their energy was a little higher. So for Hugo, it's either he's super high energy or he's the laziest horse in the world. Mm. So yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Yeah. I I learned a lot this morning. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a, that's a great way to learn because if you don't ever have that experience, then you won't know how you're going to handle it in the future. And the exactly. next time, if it happens, at least you already know a little bit of what you're, you know, what to do. Yeah. And I was also told afterwards that if you do fall off the horse, just fall like a sack of potatoes on your side. Mm-hmm. Don't try to land on your feet. Don't try to like stop yourself with your hands. Just <laughs> kind of like roll into a ball on your side because otherwise yeah. you can you, like, very easily. Right yeah. <laughs> and then you have <laughs> to chase the horse and jump up onto its back. <laughs> I've seen movies. I know how it's done. I know how they. You know they how do they this. do it. Yeah, I know how they do this. So I just so, picture me doing that. <laughs> yeah, I think if you start to fall, you have to backflip off. That's the only way you can do it and land successfully. Yeah, and then sense. you have to like roll and then do like a little front flip somersault situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
nope. I'm laying right up on your it. feet. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it happens yep. in slow-mo, so you'll be fine. Exactly. So. Yep. All right. Well, we're, we're all happy you're still here. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Horse, horse riding skills leveled up plus 10, so that's fantastic. Totally. You're, you're becoming <laughs> expert level in no time, so that's good. <laughs> No time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we will get to the enough with Hugo Dispatch. We're going to get into Nintendo Dispatch, there and you go. the first one we're going to kick off. Remember a couple of years ago we talked about Tencent, and they had a kind of a little bit of relationship with Nintendo. They were sort of responsible for bringing the Switch to China back in 2019. Uh, they've been working with Teamy for Pokemon Unite, and that's been ongoing. That's a decent relationship it seems but now it 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 looks like tencent is getting into or at least considering getting into the handheld gaming console market themselves they recently filed a patent for a quote-unquote gaming console filed in october of 2020 and it was approved in march 19th and it is designed for portability it includes a built-in stand and a type c interface it does lack removable controllers but it appears to run pc hardware so there's a, if you look at the photos, which I will say the photos look nearly identical to a Nintendo Switch. Pretty um, close. <laughs> very, very similar. And it, yeah. the, one of the differences, it does have a Windows 10 button, which is visible underneath an actual D-pad on the controller. So they're saying it's going to be for PC gamers. So this is a very interesting patent that's potentially could be something coming out, but we would have to say that Tencent previously has filed patents in the past, um, and they they ultimately went nowhere. So this could mean something's going to happen. This could mean nothing's going to happen. Um, I think people are apprehensive, to say the least, when they hear Tencent is involved with things as it is. And it seems like a lot of times when that does happen, people kind of get a little worried. So I'm not excited for this device. I don't think I would would care much for this device, but it is interesting considering the working relationship with Nintendo that all of a sudden they're coming out with a very Nintendo-like handheld console. Like it seems like a bit of a slap in the face. Yeah, there's a. I was just in a tech meme ride home, and they were talking about this as. So someone actually did get some hands on with this. They weren't able to talk about it. I don't know if it was this exact device because the device that they were talking about was running Android mm-hmm. and being able to run Android games. But again, it was very, very similar. And in fact, when you tap on this article and go to the the source article, there's there's a lot of these out there, right? If you look at the sure. Asus Red Magic, there's a bunch of like other ones that are very similar. I mean, they all look exactly the same uh, because you're like, here's a tablet with some things on. And there's all sorts of people that are always suing for patents. But yeah, I I agree. I I don't know if I want all my Windows games on the go. Like this has been tried many, many times. Same with Android. And the the always the problem with these are then you have to optimize for the controller where you think of something like, um, you know, xCloud where. you know, you can stream your Xbox games to your phone or to your um, to your, to your TV or to your tablet or something like that. That might seem a little bit more feasible because you have a controller there with you. And those games are already made for the control, you know, for a controller. That's always my fear with Android or 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 piece, you know, PC games that are like this is, OK, this is a PC game. And yes, sometimes they're optimized for a for a, um, you know, controller but then often they're not so are you going to go back and ask people or how are you going to figure that out but mm-hmm. the reason nintendo is successful is that you know, they have nintendo games on it and often you know when it comes to consoles like this the problem is they they often 
are very expensive because, and they're like trying to be way overly powerful because they're trying to like squeak out all the performance of running windows, running Android and running the games instead of like a very slimline operating system and just booting into the game. So, uh, it'll be interesting. It's it's not a thing for me. So I'm not even a tablet person, so I I can't, Mm -hmm. can't get into it. Yeah, I don't think it's a thing for me. The only thing that could potentially be good about this is that if it pushes this market a little bit, mm. you know, I, I, right now, let's be realistic. Nintendo doesn't have a lot of competition on what they are doing. Mm-hmm. So if something like this came out and it's saying, OK, it's doing these things better, I think it would maybe push the hand a little bit and say, OK, that's that's something interesting. We can adapt that in our next version of the Switch. And so maybe that would be a good thing. You know, competition does lend itself to that sometimes so eh, it could be okay but I, i'm not holding a whole lot out for this i don't think it i don't think it's really going to go very far because like you said there's been other ones that are similar doing similar things and they ultimately kind of die on the vine they don't really go anywhere well maybe nintendo is getting scared because the next report is coming out of bloomberg once again because we always get all these beautiful rumors <laughs> of the super switch nintendo switch pro whatever it's going to be we talked previously about how they were looking to upgrade the NVIDIA chips and get some 4K visuals, when docked, all this, blah, 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 blah. Now what we're saying is that they basically have tried to all yet confirm that the new NVIDIA chip will support that that's going to be using the DLSS, which I'm pretty sure we talked about, which is the deep learning super sampling. I at least talked around the concept of this, which is using deep learning AI technology to upsample games and resolutions to the highest resolution this is things that are built into tvs into graphics cards all sorts of things like that and what they're saying in this latest report is that um, this switch will be a seven inch uh, oled at 720p which is odd um, but will cost upwards of 400 dollars. some analysts told bloomberg and that the current version will kind of still sit at 299 and 199 so you'd have three versions at three different prices which is way too many um, but the DLSS is uh, exciting because it does do, uh, you know, bumps up the graphics without having to do anything with the game developers. You know, so that's one thing is if if game developers have, you know, integrated into their engine or other things like that, um, then it will automatically just use it and upgrade it. So it could be easy to do. So if games are built on Unreal Engine or Unity, you could easily kind of plug this in and then immediately get really like super high-end graphics that would upgrade things really, really nice. Uh, but who knows? No one knows, but it no is a report, knows. and we like reports. I don't mm-hmm. know if I need... I don't even have a 4K TV, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It, I would have to wait and see. I mean, if there's things that come out, if this does end up being real, and aside from... Oh, yeah, a bigger screen, even on the handheld, wouldn't... I would I would like that, but I don't care a lot about 4K. Um, but if this thing had a better screen built into the Switch, brighter perhaps would be a key for me, mm-hmm. um, and faster. maybe faster. I would be okay with the 400 price point. I wouldn't I wouldn't think that would be too high. That would seem like a a, a reasonable upgrade. But um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I I don't know. I, it's, it's hard so to come hard out. to say. It's hard to come out like five years later and be like, hey, you know, like hey, now we're coming out with a more expensive one. You should yeah, totally, you that's know. doing barely anything better. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean that that's the, that's the complicated part of my personal opinion mm-hmm. is is you you know the, I guess they did that with the 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 PlayStation Four Pro or whatever, but I feel like they bumped down the other prices and up the other one. So I, I don't know. It's it's hard. They're in a hard 
place because to me it just needs to be the re- a replacement like i think what really needs to happen uh, i think we talked about this before is the switch light needs to be upgraded with whatever you know better mm-hmm. some better hardware so it's a little bit faster and a little bit better screen and then just refresh the switch so now it's like you know switch light pro switch pro and you're like okay and like now the, the the old switch is gone this is here i just yeah i used to work in retail mm-hmm. and at gamestop for uh, gamestop for many 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 years and less skews are better like mm-hmm. because it makes explaining to parents explaining to people uh that much easier if there's one thing that you can buy then here's this thing and even in the switch case switch versus switch lights it's at least a very easy differential it's like hey this one is only port you know only portable and that's it and this one is you know portable and dockable you can play it on your tv do you want to play it on your tv well get the 299 one do you not want to play it on your tv we'll get the 199 one right that's the um that's the key differential where you're like okay well this one this one here's got the better graphics and this one has the you know pretty great graphics still and you can put them both on your TV. And you're like, okay, well, why am I paying a hundred extra dollars? And yeah, you know. what what exactly am I getting? I I think you're right. I think it would have to it would have to cannibalize the mid range one and just be the switch, whatever that is. And then the other version is the light, like you said, that's not dockable, is more portable, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you have that middle ground, it's going to be it just gets confusing. It happened with Xbox, happened with PlayStation, happens with all of them, and it's just kind of like, well, why I don't which one do I get? I mean, a hundred dollars more, but it, I know you're going to come out with the next next version in two more yeah. years do i bother yeah it's, it's it gets many. crazy agreed if, if you think back to the past with like the ds and all the stuff that nintendo did with that i would be surprised if they did switch Lite pro and then a switch pro i think they are probably going to go this route of like the switch light the switch and then the switch pro or whatever but i agree like is it is it enough to charge a hundred extra dollars because the jump between the switch light and the switch is so drastic so the switch to the switch pro or whatever and i i think it it might be really confusing for people Mm -hmm. but at the same time if you are a mom going to gamestop and you're going to buy your child a switch i feel like the child is going to be very specific on the one they want so it might it might not be that big of an issue but we'll see what happens it is all rumors yeah (laughs) i think it's more of you know, during holiday time, what happens is the grandparent or the parent comes in and say, yeah. I would like a Nintendo Switch. And then that's where the issue comes, right? Yeah, it's not I the think, kid buying it because he's not the one always there or she. Yeah, that that I mean, I think you're I mean, I it's it's not like every single switch, but I will tell you for sure that it, it does happen quite often. So mm. even with I'm sure even with the switch light today, I'm sure it's still a still a hassle, but. I don't know. Well, leave it to Nintendo to not make it very streamlined. Like e- even with all the DS stuff, I w- I personally always found that super confusing. They're like, all, all the ha- different ev- models. Ev- and every console is a hot mess. mess. They're all yeah. a hot mess. Oh, yeah. there's too many. Just give me one. Way yeah. too many. <laughs> I miss <laughs> when it was just what is the Xbox right now? What is the PlayStation right exactly. now? What yeah. is the Nintendo right now? What like, is just, the iPhone right now? Like we just only one. need <laughs> one. Yeah, give me yeah. one. All I need is one console choice. Console choice. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of one things to rule them all, Animal Crossing just wins, apparently. It does. <laughs> um, so over the, the last week, the BAFTAs happened, um, and Animal Crossing took two awards. They won Best Game Beyond Entertainment and Best Multiplayer Title. Um, some of the games that they were competing against in these titles were or was The Last of Us Part Two, Dreams, Fall Guys, Ghost of Tsushima, and Sackboy Big Adventures. So just, you know, beating... 
out The Last of Us Part Two and a couple of those titles is a pretty big deal. So yay, Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hades was the star of the show, though. Uh, they won a total of five awards that night, including Artistic Achievement, Best Game, uh, Best Game Design, and Narrative. Um, and the Hades performer, Logan Cunningham, also won his first BAFTA for Best Performer in a Supporting Role. So that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then The Last of Us Part Two took the Game of the Year 2020 award. So mm-hmm. all good stuff. I mean, Last of Us Part Two, it's a beautiful game. So that's, it's not surprising. They've already won so many awards. So yeah. Yeah. That Hades, though, that's crazy. People, People love loving that. It. Yeah. yeah. It really. But congrats I to all it, of them. I haven't played so. it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, I really enjoy it, but I, I do feel like the hype on that thing has just been out of control. It's sure. it's a good game. A little while back, you know, we were talking about how Nintendo had come out with um, sort of VR support for Zelda Breath of the Wild. They were doing it with Nintendo Labo so that you could get a stereoscopic 3D images of that world. And it was it was whatever. I mean, it was Labo and I guess kind of 3R. But the community, the dev community is still bringing us things for Zelda Breath of the Wild. And this time, Brian Tate actually came out with a Hyrule VR that's that's a actual like a VR. It's a, running the game through a Wii U emulator. And they showed video of it and it looks pretty legit this seems like something you would be able to do with like playstation vr or one of those headsets and it's it's pretty impressive from what i could see this mod will allow for both first person and third person and if you play in third person link's character model is replaced with zelda which apparently is just a cosmetic decision i'm not I'm not really sure if you can only play a Zelda in third person, but it seems like that's the case. Um, It does not currently support motion controls, but the dead dev did mention this in the video. Um, He he goes on to say that full motion controls would be amazing, but that it is very difficult and it's a huge modding challenge to make it happen. We may go with a method that uses similar controls to what we're seeing uh, for the Wii Skyward Sword and soon what we're going to be getting on the Switch with Skyward Sword that where if you move the Joy-Con, you'll be able to swing the sword. So essentially he's saying if that's something we can adapt, we will. We'll see what happens, but... As they said, it's a it's a big challenge. Um, really, really interesting. It looked pretty impressive. I mean, it's if nothing else from the video, I was still just blown away by how beautiful the game looks. Um, aside from that, it was super shaky, and I think I would have thrown up if I was actually playing yeah. this thing in VR. <laughs> it was so I, sketchy. <laughs> yeah, I got like I actually my stomach turned watching just the off. video. Yeah, it was yeah, bad. It was. Yeah, it was bad. I, I need a cursor on the thing. <laughs> like I need something. You need a fixed point to at least be able to focus on or something because it it, it was bad. And I don't know if that was, you know, the sensitivity of it trying to like mimic the head. I don't know what was going on there, but it was hard to watch. Um, The game looked beautiful and it seemed like it played very smooth and and well. Mm -hmm. But holy smokes, if that's what you were seeing when you were wearing it. Oh, my God, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, But if this is something that you're looking forward to, the devs did say on their Discord that a public release would take a little bit. It's going to take maybe up to, you know, half a year or more. Um, So you can keep an eye out for it. But from what I saw, it looked interesting. But I think I would be a pass if that's the way I would have to play. I don't think I could handle it. 
can't do it. It'd be one of those things where I would definitely want to try and like maybe if maybe oh I could tame a horse in actual Breath of the Wild and see how it you know relates to real life. Yeah, see if it carries over. <laughs> see if those skills carry over. Yeah, you'd have to carry I, a yeah. barf bag next to you if that's the case, though. Because oh oof. my gosh. Just watching the video, like you said, made you almost throw up. So I don't know. Notice, notice that they didn't have any like horse riding in yeah. the emulator. Yeah, and this was I just bet like you that is something. No, not even yeah. really. A lot of movement was happening. It was just walking. I couldn't imagine a battle or. Oh, oh boy. Well, we did get some pretty exciting news this week. Um, Niantic, the developer of the, you know, little title, some of you might have heard of it, Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. um, they have announced that they have a new partnership with Nintendo. They're going to be creating a series of apps together and released this past week that the first one is going to be based on the popular Pikmin franchise. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty exciting. Um, all of these apps that they're going to be working on are going to be dealing with AR tech. Um, that kind of seems to be Niantic's thing. And the the first place it's going to be actually developing is going to be in Niantic's Tokyo studio. So I'm sure they're going to probably be doing a lot of tests and stuff there. And then it is going to launch globally later this year. So seeing it's going to be like right around the corner that this thing is coming out. So that's really exciting. Um, the details are thin, but, Bunny, but Niantic did say that the app is going to include gameplay activities to encourage walking and make walking more delightful. So just like Pokemon Go, it makes walking more delightful. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, what it's going to look like. And I, I, I'm trying to picture, too, how once in a while, like in Pokemon Go, you'd be like walking. And then if you have the AR stuff on, like, oh, there's a Pidgey on you. Oh, no. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, you see a little like Pikmin guy like poking its head around the corner of like a pot on the ground or something like that'd be so cute mm -hmm. so I think it's a perfect um the perfect franchise to bring into this sort of environment um Niantic did not say what other games it's going to be making with Nintendo but I'm sure you know we're going to be hearing about it eventually at some yeah. point soon yeah. yeah that's cool that's cool I'm in, mm -hmm. I'm in. yeah <laughs> I, I I I don't know We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, we don't know I, what I mean, it is. I'm in. We don't I mean, know I don't know what it is, is but, but I'm in. I just feel like with these AR games, it needs to be a step above. It can't be another Pokemon Go with just a different franchise. I, I need to, to see. I, I think they're trying to, you know, capture lightning in a bottle again. And that's not going to happen unless this brings well, I wonder, something more substantial. I wonder how they're going to do it because the Pokemon Go, the whole idea is to collect things. The whole idea. What's what's the whole idea in Pikmin? Flick Pikmin not, on everything. Basically. So I wonder how they're going to build in like any kind of like activities. Like what well, gameplay activities are they going to build in? Well, if you think of Pikmin, right? Like when Miyamoto started thinking about Pikmin, it was when he was kind of at home in his backyard gardening and seeing like bugs and insects and in this little secret world around them. So ideally there could be, you know, real world instances where Pikmin are coming in, you're bringing, I don't, I don't know. There's, there's, there's always opportunities to, to do that. Um, I mean, the, 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 the but what I was, do you do with them? Like the whole point is to collect the Pikmin to help you overcome obstacles. Well, yeah, you could walk How around. How are you going to do that? In you could walk around and find Pikmin and add them. And then, you know, and then there's these areas that there's battles that you got to like free stuff. Right. I mean, maybe it's kind of like those are the gyms, but it's the same, right? Because really like Pokemon Go just came from 
Niantic's first game, which mm-hmm. they all use the exactly. same data. And then also the Harry Potter thing, basically the same thing, right? So yeah. it's it's the struggle. Oh, I forgot is... about the Harry Potter one. Exactly. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This, this yeah. needs to have more to it than those did. But I will say, if we're if we're discussing gameplay, you could essentially recreate Pikmin. What if we as the player, the phone holder, are the character from Pikmin that crashes on an alien planet. So now we are on Earth, which we know, but it's an alien planet version of Earth. So in the game, the AR aspect is you're interacting with real things, but there's probably a lot of AR items that are going to be scattered around that are like giant so you're, you're looking up and you now you're meant to be on this alien planet and you need to repair your ship so you gather these pikmin you find them you collect them and you have to flick them and battle things that are overlapping with the real world things items and it would be cool if if they could do this where if they could have it so that these ar items that are overlaying real world items or interacting with real world items let's say you have it um i don't know apart for a ship and it's sitting on top of this car right and you Mm -hmm. flick your pikmin up to get it what if they now are you know the technology is advanced enough that they are now having to interact with that car that they can see and have to carry it down around the car off to off screen somewhere where your ship is stored like i could see that being come more interesting but it would need to be to that level where it's starting to be like okay this this took pokemon go and harry potter to a whole nother level because honestly with pokemon go i never had it in the ar version i just put i turned it off because i did that wasn't the point and it was cute yeah and then that was it yeah. So mm-hmm. I think if you want to make this Pikmin game, I think it would be it could be potentially really cool, but it just needs more for it not to be like you said, a Harry Potter where everybody just forgot about it. Yeah. Talking about games that we don't know anything about or talking about Pinball FX, not to be confused with Pinball FX or <laughs> Pinball FX 2 or Pinball FX 3. The original Pinball FX, as we all know, I'm a big pinball fan here. That's why we added the story to the list here. Yeah, we uh, actually came out as an Xbox Live Arcade game in 2007 and was relatively quickly replaced with Pinball FX 2, which then quickly got replaced over time with Pinball FX 3, which is what we all know and love today, which combines everything we knew and loved from those games into one powerhouse, all-in-one amazing game. And um, Zen Pinball, you know, always in the quest of innovating on pinball, are coming out with a new pinball platform. That's what they're calling it. It's a brand new pinball platform, Pinball FX. Again, not to be confused with the game Pinball FX. Um, <laughs> and this is a new platform that's going to have new modes, new everything. And it's going to be on Xbox Series X, PS5, Nintendo Switch, and the Epic Game Store. So this is their next generation pinball, which is very, very exciting to me. Uh, and that is coming to Nintendo Switch. That is also very, very important to me. I'm sure it'll be, you know, the, the same kind of, you know, 30 frames or whatever instead of 60 frames, but it's totally fine. But it's going to have new game modes like an entire career mode, uh, Pinball Royale, which will be a frantic multiplayer. This will be their first dabble into multiplayer and new IPs. Now, there is a lot of backlash on their Twitter because people are people. Um, about, you know, oh, can I import my old tables? And like, what will that look like? And this and that. It's like, you know, people just, you know, all this stuff. And I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. No one really knows necessarily. But apparently there's going to be new challenge modes, revamped leagues, new tournaments, new competitive play, new live events, seasonal content, enhanced visuals, a new um, like team system. So you can create your own like uh, 
uh, clan, like kind of um, like World of Warcraft has or tags, things like that. So again, we're not really sure what tables they'll have, but I am very happy that it will be coming to the Nintendo Switch and I will give them all of my money. I would picture if they did something like this with where they're talking about the Battle Royale and stuff, it would be cool if they already have like Pinball FX 3 and then they come out with this new next gen version of the Pinball FX series that it's focusing on. Like you said, they're coming out with the Pinball Royale. They're coming out. I feel like that's looking towards other ways of playing pinball. And mm. maybe it's just its own thing. It's going to be a totally yeah. different version of ways to play pinball, but it's still part of the FX family, right? It's, it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean like if, if you want classic pinball, if you want those tables that still exist they're out still there. there. Yeah, yeah. There's, they're still out there. Yeah. But I think it, there's nothing, no harm in trying something to push the series a little bit further and try something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. And- when I saw it, I thought it was kind of cool. I liked the idea of there being like the the different like types of live events and tournaments and leagues and yeah. all that stuff. Like that sounds right up your alley, Mots. Oh, you yeah. have to go to some of these live events, rep Nintendo Dispatch, and yeah, I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just building their community more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that gets us through the news and onto the top ten bestsellers of the week. And first, we have Monster Hunter Rise. Second, Super Mario Three D World plus Bowser's Fury. Third, Monster Hunter Rise, the Deluxe Edition. Fourth is Among Us. Fifth, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, the Battle Gold Edition. Sixth is Minecraft. Seventh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. This is actually going to be gone in a couple days, so hopefully everybody picked it up that wanted it. Um, Eighth is Animal Crossing. Ninth, Super Mario 8 Deluxe. And tenth, Stardew Valley. Nice. And then for other games, other new games that made it into the top 30, in 18th place, we have Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town, which I'm happy at least got in the top 30. I hear it's good. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. getting good reviews. So that's awesome. Some good games there. I hear Monster Hunter is very good, too. Mm -hmm. I hear people are very happy. Well, I heard a lot of people are very happy with it. And of course, there's some that are, are not. But. Whatever. Can't please everyone. Can't please everyone. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> well, that gets us to new releases we're into this week. And we've got a couple checks. I think Mots is going to kick it off because he's got the most checks on the one game. So we're going to go there. <laughs> yeah, I got to check box them all. So I, well, interesting, I think uh, someone else checked it, Michael, too. Mm-hmm. It's called Nari- Narita Boy. Narita, Narita Boy, uh, which is a weird name. Uh, for this game however it is coming out from studio koba which is the first game i believe and team 17 is a publisher uh this game is a side scroller 80s retro inspired hack and slash like the idea behind it is that there's uh like the computer programmer was you know creating a video game called narita one or like they're working on a console and the flagship title is called Narita Boy. And you kind of get sucked into the game, sort of like Tron, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that Tron aspect, but it's this very digital realm where like the computers are the enemies. And uh, I, I watched the trailer on Steam and I, I couldn't really figure out what the story is, but like, you're kind of sucked into it. But you get this cool like cyber blade um, and and it looks like really neat. I love neon inspired worlds. So it looks like a cool hack and slash. It is $25 coming on the 30th. So it's a little bit much for me, but it's definitely already on my wish list. And uh, yeah, it sort of reminds me of 
like uh it, it reminds me of like a 2d version of ready player one slash tron slash mm-hmm. snow crash or something like that mm-hmm. yeah i could see that i i gave this a check as well i thought it was, sounded pretty interesting i did like sort of the crossover with into tron-esque feel to it i will say it has the imagery and the the sort of a visual style of sword and sorcery. If anybody's played those games, they were on mobile and I think it's on switch and steam and a bunch of other things now, but it has a very similar pixelated uh, look to it. Even the character design is kind of very similar where you have like these sort of long lanky uh, limbs and stuff, but I like the tech aspect. I like the cyber Tron aspect of it and the music sounded pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah looks down. cool. Looks cool. Yeah. So the next one I gave a check, March the 31st. This comes out. It's called Drive By, as in buy it. Uh, it's normally $25. It's on sale for $20. Uh, it didn't look interesting at first. And then I watched the trail. I'm like, oh, that could be kind of fun with some friends. Basically, you it's a it's a cross-play vehicle combat game where you also have to make deliveries. It seems a little bit of crazy taxi, twisted metal, Rocket League, and Mario Kart all jammed into one game. And that's kind of fun, especially if you're hanging out with people playing this in person. I could see this being just a blast. Uh, essentially, to win, the driver must make the most deliveries while also trying to take out other players that are running around trying to do their deliveries. So you can have four-player multiplayer online or co- couch co-op uh, across multiple devices. And you're going to be collecting power-ups. You can make your car look a certain way, very much like Rocket League, where you can style your car and have it look like your own thing. You can do that very similar in this. And you're going to get all kinds of power-ups that let you freeze people and destroy them and steal your credits and all that kind of stuff. And you can shoot rays and missiles and rockets. And it just seemed like a fun, crazy game. If you if you remember Twisted Metal or if you are a fan of Rocket League and Mario Kart, this could be something worth checking out. I give it a check because 20 is a little high still for me. But if it drops to a reasonable price, I would probably play this. The next one I also checked is coming out April 1st, and it's called The Long Way Down. This is a very similar Michael game. It's a deck building <laughs> roguelike. I hate roguelikes, but I seem to always check them. Uh, but it's an RPG set in a dark and tormented world. You assemble your party and use cards to survive, fight, and build. And it's, I like sort of the maze aspect of this, and it seems like you're kind of working your way through the maze and doing these battles. I will say it does have mixed reviews on Steam, which makes me a little skeptical of this mm. but i gave it a check because if the price drops low enough it'd be something i would try 15 is not a price i'm going to pay for something with such mixed reviews but if this is the kind of game you really really like the art style is beautiful the gameplay looks very nice so you may want to check it out and and, and reviews be damned i'm going for it anyway so check <laughs> it out a long way down april 1st I almost just put a check on that for you. Anytime I see mm-hmm. a deck building game as I'm going through the games, I'm like, yeah, should I just check this for him? Because yeah, I know probably. he's going to check it anyway. Probably should. Because most likely I do check them, at least a check. And, and clearly uh, roguelike or not, you, if it's deck building, you check that. <laughs> yeah, it's that's the, that's the one problem, though. When it does become a deck building roguelike, that's when I start. Like, I've, I've tried a few of those, and they never really click. But the deck building overpowers my dislike for roguelike. So I always yeah. go with it anyway and give it the benefit of the doubt. And then... Yeah, I'm usually let down, but you know, whatever it looked, it looks, it looks pretty good. If it, if it doesn't look like a turd and it's a deck building game, it's getting a check from this guy. Send me up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the next game I'll talk about, it looks like both me and Mats have it checked. Um, I, I, I did say that I redact my check after, and we'll explain why. But it is called uh, Train Station Simulator, also coming out on April 1st for $22. Um, it's a train station simulation game, essentially. Uh, so think about, you know, like the SimCity games, Two Point Hospital, that kind of thing. But uh, I, I was personally hesitant because it is a high price point for the way the game looks. It almost looks like just a mobile game. Like not, it just doesn't look very great. Doesn't look super in depth. It looks like something that would be like, oh, 10 bucks. Yeah, I'll play this for like a couple hours. Mm. Um, and so I was on the fence about it. And then Mats, I think you said it was actually $6 on Steam, usually $18. So that switch tax is high on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then Michael, you mentioned, we have a very interesting comment thread in the notes this week. Like everybody had to give a little comment on it. Um, but then Michael, you said that the Steam reviews are not good. They're not great. Nope, they're yeah. not great. Um, I think one of the ones, the one of the top ones that I saw was, I would love to enjoy this game, but even for early access, it is oversimplified. It lacks atmosphere and in general is no fun at all. So that See, doesn't sound great. Up, yeah, I picked up on the lack of atmosphere from the the images that they had, like the trailer yeah. that they have in the eShop. So, wow, for $22. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bummer. That's, that's a, you a know, bummer. like if it was it's a $5 a cool game, if we were trying, because these kinds totally. of games, much like deck building games, I, I tend to just check. I like simulation games. I yeah. do think, and I could be mistaken, but I could have swore one of our listeners, E. Diggy, commented while I was streaming uh, last week that he had played this and it wasn't very good. So oh, I could be okay. wrong, but I'm pretty mm. sure we were talking about this because I remember thinking this game looked interesting. Yeah, yeah. because it, it has like a sim, a roller coaster tycoon esque yeah. feel yes, to it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just played that demo of that other train station simulator game. It's like a full price game. It's like supposed to be like super amazing and you know from Japan, but it was like too much for me. That mm. no, it was it was like mm-hmm. too much just in general. So and, and it could be wrong. Right. That could be the one he was talking. I know there was a couple that came out mm. recently. So yeah. I could big, be mistaken. But month for trains. Month for trains. Lots <laughs> yeah, of trains. Train trains. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if we get a code, I would still try it. You know, if oh, it yeah, went on sale for yeah. Dollar ninety nine. I'm in. So. Well, yeah, yeah, any game I don't have to pay money for, I'll try. Yeah. Let's oh, just yeah. throw that out there right throw, now. <laughs> everyone on this list, throw me it. I'll try it. Yeah. Of course, I did. I did find the list funny this week because we do have on March 29th, the game of life two is coming out, and then shortly after that, there's a game called Escape from Life Inc. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was kind yeah. of funny. I just wanted to mention that. Yep. <laughs> Once in a while, the names, just the way they stack up they and kind of lay out for the week, are funny. Yeah. Well, that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show, What You Playing. And Mats, why don't you kick it off with What You're Watching? Yeah, I was definitely going to be playing Stubbs the Zombie in Rebel Without a Pulse, but that will be coming this week. But what I watched is uh, sort of like a video game in all of itself, to be honest with you, is Raya, 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 and The Last Dragon. This is the latest uh, Disney movie. Did, did either of you guys know about this movie? Yeah, I knew about I it. I haven't seen it. it. Two nights ago. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I we watched it last night, and I loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I was really impressed with it. It's been a long time since I saw a, you know, a, a, like a newer Disney movie that, you know, was kind of been put out there, at least from, from my mind. But I thought it was spectacular. The whole nice. concept is, is, is sort of, there's this world of, I'll just give you the plot, right? So there's this. This world where 
all these humans and dragons live together in harmony. However, there's this sinister monster called the Droon, and this sort of takes over. And what it does is the Droon is like this, uh, there's a bunch of them, but they're like this purple, I don't know. Purple, goo. like black blob goo evilness. Yeah. And it yeah. comes and it wipes out people and it turns them into stone. It freezes them in time into stone. And uh, the last dragon, uh, specifically, the story goes, this was hundreds of years ago in, 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 the, in, the, in the story, but uh, they created, they combined all their dragon powers together and this, this last dragon delivered it to... They're basically a Power Ranger. Yeah, they yeah, came together. Our yeah. powers come out, and then boom, and it and it cleared out the drone <laughs> and this this last orb, but that that holds the dragon's power were there, but the dragons didn't come back. Like they weren't unlocked. Uh, and uh, Raya, who is the um, the main character of this, uh, her oh, I'm not going to give us any more spoilers away because I don't want to say anything, but she is on a mission to go find the last dragon and reunite and free things up because let's just say things have gone back to disarray in the world um, years upon years later. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought uh, all, all the actors and actresses, voice actors were fantastic. Uh, Kelly. Aquafina re- nailed it. Aquafina. Like, great. I love Aquafina and she did such a good job. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. There's a lot of comedy in there with Aquafina and uh, uh, Kelly Marie Tran also did fantastic. I mean, they all did fantastic. So mm-hmm. I really yeah. enjoyed the voice voice actors. I loved the graphics. I loved the dragons. Um, and you know, it has that Disney sort of and Star Warsy. Like, here's a kitschy character, um, you know, here and there that's gonna be a little bit of like her little her little potato bug uh, character that like turned into <laughs> really mega. Yeah, roly poly bug in January. So you call it roly, we call it potato bugs in Ohio. That's what we I used call to call them. Roly polies. Roly poly. I've heard that before. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I enjoyed it. I give it a, <laughs> I give it a 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. I, I thought it was really well done. I actually, it, the story and the atmosphere reminded me and like the way that the druid look reminded me of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And that's why I liked it so much. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. It, it felt because yeah. like there was there was like in this in the sixth re- five realms, like, you know, it's like hard. Yeah. And this and you're like, OK, and like and the, the pieces shatter. We got to go to these four, five places and get them back. Like, it all right, shared, Zelda. Yeah. yeah, this it, would be a really cool if they did make this or turn this into a video game. I think it would be really cool. Yeah, I think it would so. be really fun. Yeah. So, hey, Disney, actually make a good video game. Yeah, do it. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. How about you, Christina? Yeah. Um, so besides watching uh, the same movie, uh, I also played a more Stardew Valley this week. I unlocked the new area and I will be showing that in my stream this afternoon. Uh, cool. And yeah, it's it got really hard. I died a few times. Not happy about that. So yeah, it definitely gets more difficult for sure. Um and then last week, I streamed the game in Rays of the Light. We did um, put checks on this. I think it was two weeks ago, and we got a code. So I wanted to check that out. And I finished the whole game in the stream, three hours long. Um, overall, I would say there were definitely some really immersive, very intense moments. And like I'd say it'd probably be like the middle of the game, like bad things happen it kind of turns into a little bit of a horror game personally uh wasn't expecting that but i think that's like the most memorable part of the game um and i i like the overall concept um but i think the execution 
wasn't so great. Mm. Um, they have they have puzzles in the game, so it's essentially like a post apocalyptic puzzle um, situation where you have to solve these puzzles to progress in the story, and you like learn as you go. But the puzzles are very um, surface level. They're not. They're, they're almost like you have to guess to figure them out. Didn't love that. That was very frustrating. Um, I actually had people in the chat, like my dad was watching and he was like, remember that number? It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's weird because it's like just random stuff that you have to remember that doesn't really like, I, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm explaining it very well. There just weren't great puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were only like maybe four or five puzzles. There weren't very many. Um, and then the end got very like, existential and like very deep and it just kind of fell out of place so there was that i don't know you michael you watched me stream that so i think you probably agree when i say the execution wasn't that great the atmosphere of the game was very cool though yeah i thought there was a lot of great ideas and concepts in there but there was also Mm -hmm. a lot of very difficult things to convey in a video game and that's that happens a lot with these games i mean there's games that you play that you like where I feel like the concept is just so uh, challenging that maybe a game is not its best platform or or I feel like yeah. it gets muddy, you know, that the the concept or the execution just doesn't really convey these, like you said, existential concepts and thoughts that are going into this. And it's just maybe a game wasn't the best place for that necessarily. Mm-hmm. But the puzzles themselves, they they seemed sort of all over the Lame. place like you said yeah. the the connections between <laughs> things and how to figure them out didn't seem like there was a real thread that would mm-hmm. allow you to get to that conclusion well it, it just didn't seem like without looking things up yeah. there there just yeah. wasn't enough there to kind of say oh i can reason out that if i take this and that and that it means go here and do this and those threads were not there or at least that i could see yeah. and you so, could well, see well like for for example Throughout the whole game, you're finding these these photos, right? And you're collecting these photos. Yet there's no way for you to actually look at where you're collecting them. You have to like run around and actually find them all again if you want to like put them together. But basically, the idea is you have to put these photos in an order. And then at the end, you have to find this a lock. You have to unlock this lock. And you have three numbers. Yet you are collecting like eight photos, and it just it doesn't make sense. It made yeah. no sense. I'm like guessing based on the numbers in these photos, like how to put it in this lock. It was so stupid that that made me so mad. But I will say the middle of the game, there is a part where you're like reliving like you're in this college or institution and all of a sudden there's a bomb raid and you're in a post-apocalyptic place, you turn on the electricity, all of a sudden all these alarms start going off. There's all these planes in the sky and you're like, oh shoot, I have to get to the basement and you're running into the basement. And as you get into the basement, you're like reliving the story of what actually happened to these people um, and how they like had to live underground and you see their shadows and it gets, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. And it was really intense. Like my neck after I played it was so sore because I was just so tense the whole time. Um, yeah, it yeah was, they did it a was, good that job. That was a good part of the game. They did a that good job with sort of the psychological torture aspect of it, where yeah, you know, you, there's these triggers that trigger people and create stress, sort of sounds and and 
lights and things that you can use. And they kind of threw it all into one where they had a lot of Mm -hmm. repetitive, loud um, alarms and and laughing and crying and, you know, the things that... Whispering and... uh, Yeah, that have been kind of proven to create psychological distress. And they did a good job using those those elements to create that same feel in this game. And like I said, I think the atmosphere is very Last of Us. If you like that sort of world, you like exploring abandoned places. It was kind of like The Last of Us. And then all of a sudden you're put into a game like Penumbra. Yeah. Yeah, but it it was very just crazy. (laughs) If you like exploring abandoned places, then you would probably enjoy the atmosphere of it. But again, the gameplay wasn't on the same level as maybe the atmosphere was. So what would you say was your score for it then? Well, there's another thing I want to mention too. They never tell you in the controls that you can run. You actually had to look it up for me and tell me what button I used to run. Yeah. They don't give you like any kind of like quick little tutorial thing in the beginning. It's like, okay, you're in this place, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So learning that I could run was super helpful, but it was like, I don't know, half an hour in. Um, but so my score, I would probably do like a two out of five. Mm. Okay. But yeah. Yep. Well, there you go. I feel like that. I don't know if you think that feels about right. It feels about right to me, but. Yeah. I mean, I didn't play it. I only watched it. So, I mean, obviously that's different, but I would say two and a half ish seems okay. I mean, atmosphere is good. Yeah. I just think that it's short. There's not a whole lot there to hold on to. For the price um, point, though, I think it seems good. And it was recreated from another. It was called The Light. And then they did The Light re Reborn or, or The Light Redone or something. That's what it's called in Steam. And then when it came to Switch, they changed the name. So it's it's just a very interesting situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'll give it a two out of five. And then um, beyond that, I bought uh, Rip Them Off last week. Cool. After we talked about it. So, so. you'll be playing that one soonish. What about you? Uh, I did stream The Long Dark. I made it to episode three, which is at the moment the, the last episode that they have out. So uh, probably another eight hours of gameplay left on on The Long Dark. I don't know when mm-hmm. episode four. There's it, it, It's a five episode game. And four and five haven't been released yet. So I don't know how long it'll be until those come out. But uh, I'm excited to be done with it for now. I'm ready to take a break from The Long Dark. I think it's a very interesting game, very interesting concept. I like everything about it, you know, the atmosphere wise. But I feel like the story is getting a little too drawn out, a little too slow. Um, it's a lot of just trudging through the woods, basically. So I'm, I'm ready for something to happen. There's a lot of questions that have been posed, but no answers yet. And I'm ready to get to a point where things start to kind of at least one thing is resolved or this thing is mm-hmm. there's just too much like okay what what am i doing here at this point you know and Too why is this taking questions. so long to just kind of wrap things up um so i'm hoping something gets resolved by the end of this episode before episode four comes out i've also been playing a little bit of stardew made it to the winter area or not winter area but made it to the winter months Season. and then um animal crossing a little bit of animal crossing but nothing nothing too crazy most of my game time when i have it is off switch playing playing some wow so i haven't really put too too much time into the switch this week but uh those are what i've been playing speaking of wow i think this is a good place to announce that we finally unlocked the volpera we've been trying to do this for months and we finally did it <laughs> yeah yeah we did yeah that's that's getting a lot we're, of our little, little our time. foxes now yeah 
Well, I think it's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch coming in right under an hour in time. Yeah, we um, have a lot of exciting new things coming in the month of April. So definitely make sure that you subscribe. And Christina really reads those uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. So definitely if you're over there, give a review. We would love it. And we'll read it on the podcast if you do it in the next week or two. Helps people find the podcast or so we think. Who knows? Nobody (laughs) knows. Nobody knows. (laughs) Who really knows? But we appreciate you and thanks for listening. So until next week, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.